Hello and welcome back to A Better World. This is your host, Mitchell J. Rabin, and I'm very glad you're joining us again today. We're actually going to pick up on some of the theme of last week, which was a roundtable interview with Gene Houston and Hazel Henderson in homage and in honor of the recently passed evolutionary thinker Barbara Marx Hubbard, who transitioned just two weeks ago, actually, around April 10th. And uh, we here at A Better World were quite close to Barbara, had tremendous respect for her for many years and worked with her on, uh, in a sense, a few different projects over time. And I've been in her living room in Santa Barbara doing my first interview with her some 10 or so years ago. So she has been definitely an integral part of our life here at A Better World Radio and TV. And so I've thought it was only fitting to dedicate a couple of programs to her. And in that light, we did last week with Jean and Hazel, and this week with another one of her very close colleagues and friends, Don Beck. Don has been on A Better World TV before, some years back, so it's a real pleasure to have him back on now on radio. And he'll be speaking with us about his uh, work with Barbara really up to the last moments of her life, quite honestly, of some global initiatives uh, regarding changing the world for the better. And they've both been, God knows, very, very pioneering in that space, and Don will then carry on and talk to us about some of the works that, work that he's been doing himself using Spiral Dynamics, which is a body of work that comes to us through his teacher, Claire Graves, and the work that he's been doing with it and reshaping it, so to speak, to be able to be actually applied and utilized in different world-conflicted situations. So it's with great pleasure that I have Don back on with me now. Don, good to say hello to you after some time now. Well, I'm uh, honored to be with you, uh, Mitchell. There's so much going on. As, as you said, uh, indeed we are spiraling fast as a world, and probably yes. this, this is the best time for us to become visible and active. And certainly, I think so. certainly, Barbara Marks Hubbard was one of those leaders, you know, who took it on herself in spite of other situations and challenges and age and all that to take yes, the lead. Right? Yes. She would go beyond woman. conditions, so to speak. Yes, indeed, she really is, and well, I think continues to be, if not in the flesh, certainly in spirit. We all still feel her hovering, if you will. Don, um, to start with, would you just share with us a few of the projects? I know you were doing some interesting work with her at the United Nations and even the House of Lords. What were those projects? Yes, well, actually, the uh, the House of Lords was the one that was the most uh, pronounced uh, because the issue was Israel-Palestine. And the fact that oh. the White House apparently is looking at that situation with an attempt to understand it. And then I was with Barb at the United Nations several times and mm-hmm. through the work of the Memo Scene organization. Uh, some of you know Marianne, who's the granddaughter of the founder of 7-Eleven. 
leaves that organization, mm-hmm. and she and she brought Barb and I together for the purpose of focusing our joint energy to see if we couldn't begin to crack some of the very difficult problems. And I'm convinced after spending time with Barb, and of course, Jean Houston has been a favorite of mine like forever. And sure. I, I spent you some, and me some both. time with yeah, I, I spent some time with with Hazel a Hazel, couple beautiful. years ago. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, hey, why is it that that all these strong people and and of course I'll, I'll add Elsa Maloof, you know, who right. has not been well recently, but was was involved with me in Israel Palestine and a remarkable. Why, uh, why well, is all I remember that, Don. In fact, I, I want to interject here that it was my dear friend Rafi Nasser who when after 9-11 moved to Israel, uh, invited you and Elsa to join him there to uh, create some kind of environment for Israeli-Palestinian dialogue. Oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're very uh, up-to-date, and that, and that was a wonderful undertaking. I think we yes. made three or five trips there and got directly involved with the issue with Palestinians and and certainly Israelis. Yes. Looking for exactly. uh the breakthrough and Elsa's book on that topic is uh is the most requested book that I have in my library because it's comprehensive, it's detailed and we're just about to send it to Washington because it has the codes that even our own administration is looking for in order to break the set of that high polarized historic conflict. And it's time that we did that. It's time that all of us who I sometimes call spiral wizards, it's time for us to get active again and, and rise to the occasion because it's our world after all. God bless, absolutely. So I want to hear you decode that. But So you and Barbara were working in particular together on the Israeli-Palestinian subject uh, by educating the folks in the House of Lords, is that correct? Yes, yes. What were you doing? the, The House of Lords was most interested in it. Because, you know, they'd had the usual kind of bromides, well, it's their fault, it's their problem that, that we yes. tend to hear. The and blame game, polar, so to speak. Polarized, yep. ego-involved, driven uh, problem. And, and what yes. we've been able to do by overlaying codes of spiral dynamics, ways of thinking, what needs to be done in order to escape these stereotypes from the left, from the right, Israel, Palestine, conservative, liberal. It's time that we grew up and recognized that these are only temporary systems, and it's time for us to get to the real core issues mm-hmm. and mobilize humanity in order yes. to solve these problems because our own future depends on it. Depends on it, absolutely. Well, how, how receptive did you find the House of Lords? Well, I, I was quite whole. amazed. I, I've I've known several in, in the House of Lords because I've been at, at UK often, and yes. so they they kind of paved the way for me, and so they mm-hmm. were able to set up special sessions 
because they they already knew my color codes and could begin to talk in that language. But I, mm-hmm. I think we're now at the stage, and because I work with the Musifer Sheriff at the University of Oklahoma in what's known as the Roberts Cave Experiment, and that he tried to figure out what happens when polarization occurs and what do we do about it. And mm-hmm. in his classic study of Roberts Cave, he took teenage boys out, put them in two groups, the eagles and rattlers, of course, they fought at each other, but but then asked the question, now that we have the polarization, what do we do about it? And it, it's that point that we are willing to intervene once again, now with a knowledge of the critical aspects of how we overcome polarization. How do we find those particular belief structures? And in my PhD study of the prelude to the Civil War, and that I, I tracked the, the role of Abraham Lincoln uh, in order to see if in that campaign of 1860 we couldn't understand how we got on that slippery slope into a bloody Civil War. And what could we have done at different stages? And my PhD mm-hmm. study analyzed those stages. So early on we do this, then this, then this. Then at later state, when all hell is breaking loose, then what options do we have? And so I outlined a whole strategy, which I imagine myself going to the White House and sitting down with Abraham Lincoln and said, uh, Dear Abe, <laughs> I, love I have it. a rich yes. imagination. <laughs> I love it. All, all, all hell's going to break loose. And here's what you do about it now. So I, I had a, a, a major piece in my mind. And when I got to South Africa with Nelson Mandela, that's what I used. Yeah. Oh, you use that particular analogy? Yes. And Beautiful. If, if you've seen the, the, the movie Invictus, which is about the Springbok rugby team and the World Cup in 1995, and you listen uh-huh. to Nelson Mandela speak about what he went through in order to, because it was right after he was he was elected, how he depressed the polarization using sport, and many of the of the concepts that we have developed here in Texas uh, utilize the the common goals and values of, of what are called superordinate goals in order to overcome the us versus them problem. And what mm-hmm. we desperately need today is how to do that nationally. Uh, I I started out whenever this this campaign began. Because for years I've done presidential campaign studies. I had faculty Mm -hmm. research grants at the University of North Texas where I had research instruments where I would profile both of the leading candidates. Then I would get to all kind kind of group of, of voters in August. And then I would watch them until November to see how their particular systems changed. And then at the end, I had a way to get how they voted. 
Now, these were not college sophomores because, bless their hearts, most of mm-hmm. them aren't house trained. So, <laughs> but, the, the, <laughs> uh-huh. but, but these are real problems confronting yes. real issues. And I found some codes in that process. And when I got to South Africa, that's what I used. And I'm very interested to restart that analysis because I think there's so much we can do in the White House and in Congress and in church leadership uh, around our own country because it's time that we did that because, as you said so well, that we're in some serious trouble today and we've got to do something about it. Well, I would love to know a little bit more about what you might want to <clears throat> what codes you would want to apply to this current situation, Don, with the Democrats and the Republicans and uh, this highly polarized environment. I was just saying to somebody today that the problem with government is politics. And if we can get politics out of politics, so to speak, we might have an actually efficient government that uh, that serves the people the way it was designed to do. Uh, and this partisanship and uh, these dual loyalties. On one hand, there's an oath taken to serve the people of the United States. On the other, they are instead serving their own masters inside their own parties and disregard such uh, venerable documents as the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And we're, we, the people, kind of get stuck with the bill, no pun intended. So I'd be interested to know what you would, uh, what codes you would decipher and apply from spiral dynamics to this current situation? Well, you're 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 one of them because the the work that that you have done historically has been magnificent, Mitchell, because well, you have taken you. the lead on your own to identify those peacemakers and get them ready for what all we all knew was was going to uh, occur. And and yes. you have played a major role in the future of this country, and you and your family and, and descendants have right to be proud of what you have accomplished. So I honor you. you for your and so. But there are others like you around, and we simply yes, don't definitely. know what to do. And it's time that we got serious, got real, because mm-hmm. we have figured out the the formula. And how to do it, and how and when to do it, and we've done major analysis of this country because we we have to find out who are the people that we're trying to manage, how are they different, mm-hmm. how have they changed, and and so you you have to begin with what are the life conditions, and then from that you say now how do we impact these kinds of people, so how should who lead whom, why to do what with which mm-hmm. people living where. And so yes. we've gone through the first stage of identifying what should be the management leadership system for Americans now, not 10 years from now, not 20 years in the future, but now. How can we mm-hmm. do a national analysis? And based on that, began to spin off alternatives that work, that have been field-tested, and then call mm-hmm. the nation to arms, and I'm 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 hoping that our President Truman, uh, Trump, who 
where his where his hair gets Truman when 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 we need him. A Trump. <laughs> yes. President Trump. We do need a true right. man. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, no no question about it. So of course I'm 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 hopeful because I I see signs that we can do it, but it's going mm-hmm. to take leadership, and I think the kinds of people that that you have gathered historically around you. And I'll be very glad to share with you what my team is is coming up with, because there are all oh, kinds of, of, of helpers. Because we well, Don, if it. in this interview we are able to solve two major problems: the problem in America and the problem in Israel and Palestine, you know, in 45 or so minutes, I would be tremendously grateful to you and in debt. Well, I can I can do that whenever you you. <laughs> Want me to do so because I, I've well, been working how about f- now fifty years. <laughs> yes, I, I, I've I'm been saying I, the door is open. Please walk through. I want to hear your solutions well, I've, through I've, uh, I've, the work been, you have done for so long. Well, I've I've been working on a half uh, half a century, and because yeah. we we look at what we call the the humanities master code, and by master code. I I don't I mean like a master key, one that opens all the doors, and so we sought to find the the master code. Otherwise, we go off on tangents. We get trapped in, in minority approaches, uh, and favoritism of one political group over the other, and we dash around blindly. Because no one is saying to us, "Here's what we can do." Here is why. Here's the technology to do so. And I, I probably will be going back to Israel-Palestine pretty soon because mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of friends there. And certainly when Barb was, was, uh, was with me, that, that mm-hmm. we were able at the, at the House of Lords, I mean of all people, we were able to suggest to them an approach. And they said, please come back when you can. And I said, it's not time not because you have to oh, very carefully pick the time and the and, and and the moment, and that's now. Yes, that's now. So so that we're anxious to do that, and and you'll be and you'll be hearing from us. So good, good. Well, you know, at the bottom of my digital signature on email, I have a few quotes from one Margaret Mead, another Buckminster Fuller, but one is from your old-time friend who you were so instrumentally helpful to make the transition of power, the transfer of power in South Africa, Nelson Mandela, who said, and I keep this near me, it always seems impossible until it's done. Until it's done, yes. Yes, I I just wish we had the quality of leadership here that Nelson Mandela represents. Let me tell yes. you, Mitchell, he, he was a prince. He caught on so quickly to what I was mm-hmm. saying and why I was saying it and what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just hope that we can begin to generate that kind of leadership because the planet Earth deserves it, and it's up to us to provide it. Now, we've just God finished knows. a book on it called Spiral Dynamics in Action, Humanity's Master Code, that has five authors, because I, I have an author from uh, 
Houston, I've, I've got one from South Africa. Believe it or not, I've got a major one from the Soviet Union mm-hmm. because I, I, I promised Graves that, that I would take on three major hot spots. First, I, I wanted to help dismantle apartheid in South Africa, and I'm given a lot of credit for doing that. Mm-hmm. Two, yes, I, I, I want to help resolve the Israeli-Palestine issue because we have clearly identified what that process can be. But three, mm-hmm. I want to defuse and head off an anti-U.S. versus the Soviet Union. And we made, because we have major operations today in Moscow, and there are thousands mm-hmm. of Russians learning spy dynamics because they are searching really? for something as well. Yes. And so, yes. Uh, of course, uh, you know, I always get Professor Claire W. Gray's credit for what he has done through research over the years and how he kind of adopted me. And we yeah. were able to mesh our interest. And there are a lot of other people that you know and I'm sure have, have had on your show who began mm-hmm. to show the impact of, of Graves and, and what we call spiral dynamics. And so yes. we're, we're, we're down the road. I've been de- delayed a bit recently, but my health is now re- returning, and I'm, I'm ready mm-hmm. to get with it. And so I'm, I'm beginning. In fact, uh, I started on Easter Sunday. I started this, this new initiative. And I did note in the b- biblical study of... of of when the the disciples came to, to the grave, that it was women uh-huh. who announced that the grave is empty, and that reminded oh. me of the powerful role of women, and probably in our industry, women have played a much more major role than any other industry, and that's why well, Jean and Barb and Hazel and Hazel. I had Elsa Maloof. And and yeah. many many other w- women have been outstanding, sure. and I, I wish we could do a proper tribute to them. Yes, indeed. Well, we are, and I, by the way, so appreciate you're sending me that email saying you wanted to be included in last week's roundtable. And had I gotten it in time, I would have certainly included you. But uh, in a sense, it's good that we're doing what we're doing now because it remains in honor of Barbara. It remains a tribute, so your work yes, yes. well is a tribute altogether. Uh, and we were talking last week, interestingly, Don, in light of what you're saying about the book that Barbara Hazel and Jean penned, authored many years, decades ago, called The Power of Yin, which just underscores what you're saying of the power of the feminine, and uh, the way many of us feel intuitively, let alone intellectually and rationally, that uh, when women are in the lead, good things happen. As long as they remain women, that is, embodied in their womanhood, their femininity. And, you know, one of the most uh, amazing, not amazing, but uh, really interesting facts that has come down the pike in the last few years, and you probably know this, Don, but those companies, those corporations that have women on the board of directors are the most successful companies we have in this country. When the women are absent, they are not as profitable a company. 
Now, yeah, there has seen, to be uh, some interesting correlation here. Yes. Well, they probably have better brain than than this guy's. Have. But <laughs> I, I, I've, I've seen certainly all the, bigger all the hearts merch. by and large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you're absolutely right, and and that's the reason why we, we have reason to be hope, be, be hopeful. Yes. That that yes. that we can do things here, and and what I what those women that that you mentioned, Hazel and Barb, and uh, and and certainly Elsa. Maloof, mm-hmm. the line between them being male and female kind of vanished. What Interesting. characterized Jean, for example, was you, you yeah. really didn't ever see her play the feminine card. But you knew she was feminine when challenged. But what characterized, I think, the real stalwart women mm-hmm. who are taking the lead on a planet is that they're able to function beyond the stereotypes of gender. Yes. And that's why I award and honor them so much. I don't know about this freshman class that we we inherited of the -hmm. the kids. They need to to go to school. Uh, I mean, they're fine kids, but but let's face it, they are kids, and we must listen to them for sure. They are young. you see what you know. What one point that no, I'm pl- that, sorry, that, please go ahead. That that I've learned is that that the human system has got to develop through stages. You can't just all of a sudden give them everything because they've not paid the price, they've not yes. learned, and with with a psychological map of value system codes of clear grave, it it shows exactly how they progress through a tribal phase, an egocentric, and then all of a sudden an absolutistic one right way. And that in order to reach the more complex codes at the seventh and eighth level, they've got to go through these earlier systems because they are formative. They are what cause us to grow up and our cultures to become mature. And that's why I'm doing a lot of work in education because my my, my late dear wife, Patricia Jane, who passed on June 24, was a stalwart mm. here in Denton on education. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was mm-hmm. famous for because she used biodynamics. And she understood. In fact, uh, North Texas made her a, a teacher on, on the faculty of the U- University of North Texas because she had understood how teachers, in fact, I have pictures of her, at uh, the White House in in the in the Oval Room, so Oval Office, she, and so there there are all kinds of women around who are who are taking the the lead, but they aren't playing games. I mean, they they aren't focusing on male female differences. Yes, they they right. they've not lost their feminine charm, uh, yet at at the same at the same time. They're able to bring their entire resources to bear, and that's yes. why we have reason to be optimistic about it. And to be hopeful, absolutely. Would you kindly walk us through, for those of our audience that may not be familiar with the roadmap and the evolutionary roadmap, I should say, of Spiral Dynamics, would you mind what, because you're making reference to the varying memes, and I don't want people to be lost 
uh, in that pathway, and that would give uh, our audience an orientation. Oh, yes, and, and, of course, there are a lot of people that are beginning to use this particular framework, and that pleases me. I'm sure Claire Graves would be happy with that, too. Yes. What, what Graves mm-hmm. says was that, hum, that human nature is not a fixed thing. Human nature emerges through a series of life conditions, and then if we have, can identify the codes, that is, what is it they need to develop, and what is the process that they pass through? Then he identified in his day eight different systems. Uh, quickly, what we call beige is survivalistic, make it through the day, make it th- through the night. That emerges into uh, identity, into bonding, in, in what we call the tribal system. At some mm-hmm. stage, the egocentric. Uh, I want it all, I want it now, and if you had terrible twos at home, then you know what I'm talking about. Uh It's a stage that that the child passes through. Then all of a sudden, he or she begins to be absolutistic. Oh, mother, that's not the way we do it at school. You you will embarrass (laughs) me, and you're beginning to see, and that's why I use sport so much, because it is a natural way in order to get the attention of, of kids, particularly male, and thanks to Title IX, females as well. And so it, it's a mm-hmm. powerful op- opportunity for us, and we work with all kinds of coaches. I used to work with Bum Phillips in the New Orleans Saints, and, and Bum got it. And one time I, I said, Bum, I'm, I'm trying to teach a, a new paradigm he said, heck, Don, why don't you just call it 20 cents? And so, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I really Humor like, always <laughs> wins the day, Don. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, it's that it's definitely part of the language. higher developmental stages. Yes. And with every and so, stage, with every stage is also, it's color-coded. So you started yes. with beige, so people can see visually the way the yes. evolutionary spiral works simply by yes. identifying color. Yes, yes. And and then through through purple, the, the kingly system, uh, and then through the egocentric, and that need not be destructive. That can be very, very positive. And it sometimes is troublesome to parents and teachers, but it is a growing stage. And then we begin to see evidence of one right way, purposeful living. Sometimes that takes a religious turn. Sometimes it's entirely secular. doesn't make any difference Mm -hmm. to the brain. Mm -hmm. And we have discovered that these are neurological systems. We've done a lot of mind-brain research recently, and we have Mm -hmm. found them in the neurology, which means it's it's nature's way to do it. And then comes orange... What, uh, where we become interested in changing things, and it's the growth of capitalism. And so this big event issue here between socialism and capitalism is basically a, a foolish kind of enterprise because it, mm-hmm. it takes a combination. You mean the, the, uh, of, the idea of a polarity is foolish? Yes. Oh, because mm-hmm. it's always Indeed. both. It's, it's yes. both in, in Always. exact formulas that match the people. And then out, out, out of the, uh, the egocentric and absolutistic and then success-driven 
materialism begins to emerge in some, not in all, human sensitivity or the green system. <laughs> I'm, I'm amused mm-hmm. at, at the current Democrats using my green my green system. Yes. Let me realize I've been talking about green platforms for 50 years, and so sure. <laughs> but they they don't understand that it is only a temporary system, and it will crash this country if we don't have the the purple, red, blue, and orange under it. Mm-hmm. If we just announce that that we're going to do green, then it's foolish and it's dangerous and it will collapse this country and i'm sorry yes. that there are merchants who are who are manufacturing and marketing that nonsense i know they they mean well but they're way out of touch and way out uh, of now, time what are you referring to or who are you referring to when you say that i'm 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 referring to the the bulk of the democratic party thinking and certainly oh, okay. the leading candidates you know who are talking about the green system and the egalitarian concept oh, okay. of, of course, equality. You know, with with the, the people don't have to pay the price for what they get; they can be given it. And and mm-hmm. nature doesn't work that way. I'm sorry, friends. I know that that you, you believe in that, and and there's certainly a lot to give and share with others. But to simply market that particular political theme is uh, unscientific and and certainly a, a danger to this society mm-hmm. and i've had to deal with it for years because mm-hmm. then what comes comes the functionality of yellow and turquoise and the term is functionality what needs to be done and by being able so to what i hear you saying that, that there is there, certainly, there's a developmental. Uh, it's all developmental, uh, but that uh, inside, what in the sense, what applies to the individual also applies to the larger clan, the larger collective. That's, that's right. So that's right. We're individually building ourselves from embryo on up to become first to survive, of course, and then to move up the hierarchy, so to speak, to the point where we are uh, kind of, you could say, socially minded and caring about the collective. But it's not something that's simply given to us. Our survival ability is not just something given on a silver platter. It's something that's worked through and earned, is what I hear you saying. And, and green is not the final stage. You see, that, that's that's where the green group has it wrong. Yes. Because there are mm-hmm. yellow shoots that are beginning to pop up in the world of green. I worked for years with uh, Whole Foods Market with with John Mackey and his group. Mm-hmm. And so the, there are a lot of very exciting organizations that are beginning to move into what we call the seventh code. And it's in this seventh code that we begin to see the new models that characterize dealing with our complexity. Now, we've mm-hmm. documented it, so it, it, it's not a, a wish. It's, it's, it's hard scientific evidence. And after the seventh code of, of functionality, then we'll begin to sense an eighth code, uh, turquoise, which turquoise. again returns to a collective system. And so mm-hmm. nature moves back and forth between I, me, mine, 
the warm colors, we, us, our, the cool colors, then back to I, me, mine, then back to, mm-hmm. in other words, nature never sits still. But yes. it's in these evolutionary codes that announce for us the kind of religion, the kind of sport, the kind of law enforcement, a host of issues. But now these mm-hmm. are not the same in various countries. And so that's why we've done major research over many, many different countries in order to show the pattern. Because once the pattern is shown, then one can begin to see why what works there doesn't work elsewhere. And so rather than a one-size-fits-all car wash, we've been able to document the intelligences behind different worldviews. And so that's whenever I speak at the United Nations, that's the thing. Don, tell us about the spiral because we're mm-hmm. having trouble here with this this particular view versus the other view. I said, well, let's look at who are the people, what are their levels of thinking, what will work for them, how do you mobilize it. At the same time, once you solve their problems, there's the next set in their place that's going to arrive because we never unpack our psychological selves. And that's a characteristic of of our human nature. And I used to have a lot of fun with Barb and 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 certainly Jean because Jean has, has had me in with her group for some time. And Hazel brought me out one time and did some audios, some videos uh, with me. And, of course, I, I, uh-huh. I virtually spent my time with Elza Maloof and her husband, Saeed, who are marvelous yeah. And, but there but there are others like that who are beginning to catch the spirit that, that human nature has a big surprise for us. Human nature mm-hmm. has figured it out. And mm-hmm. so I, 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 I try to say that what I think we have found is a sacred model. It's implanted in Judeo-Christian. But it's also a s- secular model. It's based on the, the kind of psychological research. And if if you saw the current Time magazine, you see a, a, a major piece about the brain. It's in science. Mm-hmm. So here are three different areas saying the same thing. So Sacred when you say that there's system. science, when you say there's science behind spiral dynamics, which I you know, yes. thoroughly except as yes, and, not only plausible yes. but real. Uh, what what specifically is showing up in neurophysiology that gives the uh, sense of the developmental stages you're referring to? Does it have to do with the development in the brain from the brain stem up through the prefrontal cortex? Yes, ab- absolutely, you know, through, through the corpus callosum. And, mm-hmm. and most certainly the, the chemistry in the brain. And we're learning more and more about the impact that has. And, and so, yes, and we've done a lot of research on, on trying to figure, figure that out. Uh, mm-hmm. at, 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 at the same time, uh, there are areas that we don't understand yet. And so we're, we're going very carefully about it. But we have, mm-hmm. over the 50 years I've been doing this, amass practical applications of success with it that no one can 
contest. I mean, we had really done homework, uh, as did Claire W. Graves and the hundreds and thousands of friends of mine who have applied spiral dynamics successfully. Yes. No, but sure. but uh, sure. Mitchell, it, it's only a theory. I mean, I, you know, I'm not making grandiose <laughs> claims for it. But sure, sure. It's a worldview, and it, yes. uh, you know, it's a sociological worldview, Don, that you have spent, as you say, half a century developing. Claire Graves spent perhaps a comparable amount of time developing. And so you've got this body of knowledge and body of experience. Uh, and so I'm I'm wondering how, you know, practically, because we still have a little bit of time because, I, you know, I want to solve both the Palestinian-Israeli question and the U.S., American political problem. We still have a little time left. What could you do? How would you, what would be your next moves in this? First of all, let's start with Israel and Palestine, because that's a, kind of a, a biblical rift virtually. And I'd love to, you know, give it the, the honor it deserves. What steps would you take? You're going to be going back to Israel. What will you be doing there? What conversations will you be conducting in order to bridge that gap? Well, we've, we've got hundreds, if not thousands, of Israelis already understanding it. Yes. Uh, I, I, have, I have suffered, struggled a bit with the Palestinians. But you, you can find on the website, build palestine.org build palestine.org and Mm -hmm. you you can see how we have wrapped this around the developmental stages in Palestine and Mm -hmm. what needs to happen and and I, I, I said to him thank God Israelis are right next to you because they have matured through these systems and they are because when someone gets ill uh, in Palestine, what doctors do they go? What hospitals do they go to? In Israel, in Israel. Mm, I see. You see that? And and so yeah. by dampening the us versus them and the finger pointing and the reality that it's possible even in that polarized society. Like we have created for ourselves. Yes, Once we begin yes, to break exactly. break the codes, and see the processes, and so I'm I'm very encouraged that we're about to see major progress. Uh, of course, there there are always naysayers, and there's so many people who love to sabotage it, you know, for oh, self gain. Sure. Same thing about about the the racism problem. We may have found a solution. To the race problem. I mean that seriously. That's I've powerful. been working on that 50 years. And so that's why I so, went to South Africa. Yeah, right. But let me let me just come back to the Israeli question just for a moment. And you're, you're of course, dazzling with me, dazzling me with that last comment uh, of such incredible import. Uh, would you be engaging... Uh, political leaders such as, in this case, again, uh, Bibi Netanyahu and the Palestinian leadership to finesse and resolve the polarity because they don't seem all that committed to that outcome. 
but rather to maintain the polarity for their own political, perhaps economic gain. So, or can you do it on the ground, so to speak, among the people, and then it will trickle up, you could say, to leadership? Well, uh, in fact, if, if if you check out that website on buildpalestine.org, you, you, yeah. you can see the progress that we've made. And okay. we, Els and I both spoke in the is, Israeli parliament. I mean, we, we met with parliamentations, uh, okay. leaders in Israel. Because uh-huh. the, the truth is, they are very interested, and they, and they yeah. want to find a way out of it. But they don't want to sacrifice the quality of their history. And so what, right. what we have to show them and anyone else is how to, how to win, 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 which is how to maintain the, the essence of what made Israel, for example, so successful. My goodness. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and therefore, why uh, Palestinians, as I say, you ought to thank God they're there. Because they're yeah. there and they provide health care. Now, because of, of the very successful technology in Israel, then we say to them, look, you've got in some of these Palestinian kids a lot of bright human beings. I know a lot of them. They're going to be your sales force in the Arab countries. You see the mm-hmm. win-win? Yeah. And, yes. But... What, what what I've learned is we have to develop a common language, a lexicon, where we can cut across the kind of stereotypes and stigmas that, that come out of our conversations. And it's time that we did that. And, and of course, I, I want Texas to take the lead. And we've just been talking even in Denton, of all places, to, to what we could do here. In, in order to mobilize the resources that we have and, and be a global mm-hmm. model. And I'm convinced that we're going wow. to be able to do that because I've been working in Denton for, oh, I guess, 60 years or something like that. So so I'm, awesome. I'm, so I'm encouraged what I'm seeing, yeah. What? So I'm going to just translate this a little bit, and let me tell you, tell me please if, if it's, kind of on, I don't mean at all to be reductionary, but my own background is in psychology, so I tend to look psychologically at uh, through that lens. So um, in one way, that while what you're addressing through spiral dynamics has many layers because there are many memes, so to speak, uh, developmental stages, uh, at the end of the day, you're speaking about people letting go of their prejudices, their biases, that some of which are built in from childhood. Some might even be, you know, genetic. So we've got genetic, we've got epigenetic, and then we have people's relationship to, say, their emotions. And the emotion that usually gets people into hot water is the emotion of anger or a further extension of that rage, and that tends to lead altogether too often to violence. So if you're able to work with the Israelis, in this case, and the Palestinians, and help them resolve and change their relationship to these emotions, then it stands a chance then, Don, of finding a place of greater communication between the parties. Is that one way of framing what you're saying? 
Yes, yes. You see, when when, okay. when you see the 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 kind of uh, anger, uh, even uh, hate, that has broken yes. out in our country recently, well, that yes. sits on top of fear. And so yes, you ask, exactly. who is afraid of what and why? Exactly. So rather than address the anger, you address the fear. And then you That's show right. a pathway and a win-win-win configuration that one doesn't have to give up the, the glories of, of childhood and what we learned in vacation Bible school, but add to mm-hmm. it because the key is functionality. And, I, and I'm very optimistic that this period that we're going through is, is horrendous. I've never seen anything like it. And at, at the same time, it's setting the stage for what could be a major kind of evolutionary shift. And I'm convinced mm. that it's, it's just around the corner, but it's, it's important that we avoid the kind of, of language that's going on today and, and yes. the kind of foolishness and, and the demonization of others is cruel. I mean, it just mm. is cruel as possible. So so true. Yeah, I so agree uh, But but yet, uh, leadership will begin to break through. But but the rest of us, the rest of us, have to rise. We can't just depend on someone else or or throw around the stigmas and stereotypes in order to do yes. entertainment. It's to recognize that we too are riders on the planet Earth together. And in, mm-hmm. in behalf of our children and our grandchildren, we got to do something different. And so it takes the, the anger to identify the fear. It takes the kind of leadership that we're explaining in order to deal with the fear. Yes. And at the same time, begin to build superordinate goals it's that we're all in it together. And there yes. are positive things for that to occur. And we would be amazed at what happens, and I think we're, we're on the verge of doing that. Well, I love those words, Don, very much, and I'm going to let you go in a moment, but you said something a little too provocative for me to pass on, which is that you think that you have come up with a solution to the race issue, uh, which is not only quagmire, but uh, many, you know, I've heard anthropologists speak and biologists, and that the entire subject of race uh, and it's no, you know, great surprise to us is a complete fictional idea in the first place. There is a race. That's true. It's called the human race, i.e., yeah, we are truly right. yes, one yes, one yes. species, and that's it. And we may come in different colors and shapes and sizes and genders, but uh, still, it's truly one species, and we ought to appreciate ourselves on that note. Um, so that that's my solution, but. From your point of view, I would love to hear what what is it that you're referring to when you say that from a spiral dynamic point of view, you have uh, come across a solution to the racism question. Well, that's why I I made that long trip to uh, South Africa because I was searching for a a land. 63 times, if I'm not mistaken, actually. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Well, it, it has been on slave ships. And, and so they're relatively yes. free from that kind of contamination of the Civil War. 
and and all that. And I found that that the, that the real basis of what we think are racial are the color codes. So it's it's mm-hmm. not race; it's a red system versus a blue system. It's yeah. not race; it's it's a blue system versus a green system. And so, what's mm-hmm. behind race are value systems. It's not yeah. skin color; it's value system color. And you know, yeah. I, I worked for years with National Football League teams, and I, I really learned that that that's the case. And I may just to talk to Jerry Jones again about it. That we can use value system as a way to finally get us beyond the racial stereotypes, mm. and uh, and I've done a Brilliant. lot of work in that with a lot of people who said, now Don, it's time, it's time that we did this because we are being foolish, aren't we? I said, yeah, we're really being foolish. Mm-hmm. So and now I've, mm-hmm. I've got this all mapped out in, in a book I've written, and. I've made major presentations for uh, evolutionary groups. Um, yes. In, in order to to show them that what they thought was about race wasn't about race, or what they thought was really about religion was wasn't about religion. It was about memetics. And so, yes. when you translate the nature of the conflicts out of the stigma and stereotypes, all of a sudden. Yes. Aha! So that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. The light goes on. Yep. Yeah. So in yeah. a way, yeah. you're if I kind of structurally, if we were to look at what you're saying, you're you're first meeting people on the level on which they believe and embrace a set of values, and then you're kind of yes. upping them one, as they say in poker. Yes. You know, I'm going to up you one, and yeah. you move yeah. up a tiny bit, right? Talk about sport analogy. And then they, if they can follow you to that next increment up, so to speak, then they are able to let go of that um, embrace, you know, like a fastidious embrace, inflexible embrace yes. of a belief system and move into some, uh, you know, more sacred ground, if you will. Metro, Is that a fair representation of what you're saying? You are very yeah. bright. That that's how okay. real transformation happens. And yes. you know, I've been I've been doing it for years and years and years. I've been sort of uh, slowed down a bit recently, but I'm I'm back full full uh-huh. throttle again. And there are a lot of people yes. calling Beautiful. me and said we we believe it's time now that that we launch this major new conceptualization because we think human nature is ready for it. I am so happy to hear this. You know, I had a chance, uh, you know, a golden opportunity to meet you many years ago through Rafi Nasser when I remember he went out to study with you out in, was it New Mexico or Texas? Many yes, moons uh-huh. ago, I think we're dating ourselves now. But uh, I learned a lot initially about spiral dynamics from Rafi and then through yes. you. And um, I'm grateful for all of it because I feel you have really hit upon a very valuable way of understanding human nature. And uh, now we understand that uh, it's also human biology. So uh, you're bringing so much to the table, Don, and um, I'm grateful for the time you're spending with us here today at A Better World. Uh, You are a world changer. 
what you've done in uh, South Africa and, um, if I remember, in the Netherlands. I mean, you've just been a globetrotter and bringing your intelligence, (laughs) your wisdom, and your humor, by the way, wherever you have gone, and um, the world is better for it. So with with great gratitude, I want to thank you. Sure. Sure. And if I can be of any help along the way, as you re-engage, if I can be of any help, uh, please let me Good. know because uh, Good. I truly am Good. available. Well, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just now beginning to surface after the passing of my lovely wife, but I, I'm oh, now ready to, to get with it again. So thanks, thanks for exactly. allowing me this time with you. Absolutely. Truly a pleasure and an honor. Do you want to give your website out to our audience? I'm still here. Don. Don. Oh, good. Yeah. I said, do you want to give your website out to our audience? Yeah, it's www.spiraldynamics.net. Spiraldynamics.net. www.spiraldynamics.net. And another person yeah. that you and I share a, a mutual friendship and colleagueship with is Doug King of Presence. Oh, yes. Presence organization. Yes, you know, yeah, Dear friend. you know Doug. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, oh, he's a I wonderful do. man. He's yeah. a wonderful well, man, and he thinks so yeah. highly of you and your work. We've discussed both many times, and uh, I just thought I'd mention him because you know I, I know he's a true advocate and utilizes Spiral Dynamics in the work he's doing in the uh, Presence Organization. So yes, we have yes. many people. Thank you for your dedication, and I'm glad you are resurrecting as of Easter. Sounds familiar. Okay. Th- th- okay. Thank, you. Thank you very much. Absolutely, Don. Bye-bye now. We'll talk okay, again. Bye. We'll have you on again. Bye-bye now. Don Beck, uh, the one of the fathers, you could say, of Spiral Dynamics, and uh, it was just truly a pleasure to hear him speak and share with us Uh, the work he was doing with Barbara Marks Hubbard, uh, them together at the House of Lords, some at the United Nations as well, and the work that he's been doing since, uh, that he's been really doing forever. 50 years is a good long time for a human life and a human commitment to a certain kind of worldly outcome. So I'm I'm honored to, to know Don for a number of years now. I want to just remind you all that we have a weekly newsletter which can be found. Uh, you can sign up for it at www.abetterworld.tv. That's www.abetterworld.tv. We are also a nonprofit organization, and uh, any donations, contributions, investments in a better world uh, hopefully will be paying off by keeping us both on the air as well as uh, expanding our platform so more people throughout the world can get the benefit of it. We have listeners in New Zealand and Australia and Philippines, all the way across to Mexico, Canada, and UK and the United States and Europe, and South Africa, as a matter of fact. So it's really a pleasure. I reach out to you all and thank you for your for your participation by listening. So. We also have a series of different services, health and wellness, 
energy balancing and stress management services that are offered through our website as well, www.abetterworld.tv or uh, my name, www.mitchellrabin.com, including consulting services, executive coaching, and the like. So, thank you all for listening. We want to just thank Barbara Marks Hubbard for her powerful presence in our world and for contributing so much as an evolutionary leader, teacher, and author over the course of many decades. She's been a blessing in so many of our lives. And uh, Don Beck is also, God knows, he continues on as the pioneer that he is. So thank you, Don. And thank you all. So I hope to see you all next week. Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World. And I will see you then.